Hey everybody, welcome to Save Your Sorry. The podcast where we talk about the rise and fall of a celebrity. And do some trash talking along the way. It's me. Hi, Jose. These are tortillas. And I am Katrina Rochelle. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Today we're talking about one of my favorite topics when it comes to the celebrity world. And... That would be hold on, in- you ain't gonna let no hold on, you ain't gonna let me guess again and blow you out the water. Oh, okay. I ain't I don't, gonna get it this time. Yeah, I'll think you don't guess. It's like a, a type of celebrity. Oh, it's a type of celebrity. Yeah, so you know, like musician, actor, something like that. Oh, so it is a musician or actor. <laughs> no, like that was an example. Are we talking about nepotism babies? No, not this time. <sighs> Um, shit, I don't know. Who are we talking about? Oh my gosh. Influences are probably at the bottom of the celeb list, if we're being honest. But I just love them. Yeah, I don't know why I made that sound. Maybe because I I just know there's so many influencers that could be talked about today. Yeah, a lot. I don't mind the influencer at all. A lot of people criticize them for being famous for no reason. And it's kind of true, but the way they can make an aesthetic and a vibe is kind of a talent. Uh, Is it? (laughs) Is it? Yeah, is it? (laughs) The first group we talked about today, I think her best internet days might be behind her. But with no further ado, let's talk about Caroline Calloway. Do you know Miss Caroline? No, I actually was expecting you to say somebody recognizable. Maybe y'all know her once you talk about her. Caroline Calloway. That's a that's a perfect name. I ain't gonna lie. It is. Caroline and I have been like two ships crossing in the night for years. <laughs> Researching this, I kept thinking I heard about this or, oh, that was her or it sounded vaguely familiar. Hmm. Okay. So she is an Instagram influencer, which now she seems to have more people who hate her than actual fans, and is regarded to most people as a scammer. We will be deciding at the end of this episode if Caroline can make a comeback, if the scammer title applies to her, or is this just a woman that stuff might have gotten away from her? I got most of my information from The Cut, Insider, BuzzFeed, Vice, and a Twitter thread by Kaylee Donaldson. Ooh, Twitter thread. Caroline Calloway Gauchon (laughs) was born December 5th, 1991, making her a Sagittarius. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I have such a soft spot for Sagittarius people. Yes, because your sign is so forgettable sometimes. I might be a little biased on this episode. Think some of our past celebs who are Sagittarius. Chrissy Teigen, Tyra Banks, Catherine Heidel, Raven, and even oh my Minaj. All Minaj. Nicki Minaj is a Sagittarius? All Sagittarius. Oh my God, you actually do. You all do people. have a soft spot for Sagittarius. <laughs> They all fall under that Zodiac, and for some reason, I go easier on them. So if you don't believe in Zodiac, I don't know what that means, but it it's just funny to me. You should be fucking ashamed of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so back to Caroline. I didn't see much noteworthy on her childhood, 
but at the age of 17, she did legally change her name to Caroline Calloway. Drop. I think she made Calloway her last name, and Galt, it's either Galt Shaw or Galt Skull. I'm not too sure. <laughs> yeah, her middle name. Mm, Calloway sounds like uh, old money. I ain't gonna lie to you. Don't old don't money. And that's I feel like that's the vibe Caroline wants to give off. Most most white people who are influencers do. <laughs> they want you to think that they've always had this. And the reason Caroline decided to change her name at 17 was because she felt one day it would look better on a book. When you're right, you're right. In 2012, while in college, Caroline started to post on Instagram. And these photos came with very long captions. <laughs> you know the type. It's just a random picture and just paragraphs of her life. She said about it, quote, I began by writing an autobiographical story that carried across multiple Instagram posts and introduced different people in my life as characters. Which, they're just pictures, Caroline. What are you talking about? But it seems Yeah, she's saying that she was turning the different pictures of her into different alter egos or characters? No, it was more of... She's or she's so, telling about her life through the pictures with these long ass captions. Yes, that one. Like, you oh. know, it'll be, a, it'll be a picture of her, like, in a field of flowers or something. Let's just say something random. And she'll be this like, field of flowers raised me. I was yeah, not I, I remember I had a cousin. We became friends. We loved these flowers. Oh, okay. I got you. I got yeah, you. Yeah, those types of captions. All right. In 2014, she had about 210,000 followers, and that grew to 800,000 in 2017. She usually hashtags her post, hashtag Adventuregram, and got followers who wanted to live life like her. Mmm, I hashtag mine, Golden Grams. <laughs> Caroline soon wanted to write her memoir, and it seems like changing her name at 17 and writing these long posts on her Instagram, it was the next natural step. At age 22, Caroline wanted bird level as her liter literary, I can't say that word, as her, as her agent. Her literary agent? Yes. <laughs> she tried calling his office and emailing, but no reply. Then she came up with a good idea. And that idea was to lie. Mm. Instead of asking for an interview, she decided to tell them that she had to reschedule a meeting. And that got her in. And the reason she was so adamant on getting Bird as her agent was it would take her to the next level. And Bird had represented someone we also know of. Enemy of the pod, Tucker Max. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, enemy of the pod. She had read Tucker's book and says she admired it and wrote down Bird's name and knew one day he would be her agent. That was not the, that was a slight <gasps> twist. Not that she read t Tucker's book in it and was like, oh yeah, this is shit. <laughs> it was kind of what she was wanting to go for though. Like he had the frat boy memoir or stories or whatever you want to call them. And mm -hmm. he's doing the same thing with her college but really? a female version. 
Okay, I didn't know that was the vibe she was going for. Then, okay, I can see that. So, Caroline gets the meeting with Bird, and he's like, cool, you have a lot of Instagram followers, but that's just one site. It's not translating elsewhere outside of Instagram. And she was still fairly unknown. Bird tells her at this time she was still too small, but if she drew outside of Instagram, he could represent her. So, Caroline does what she needs to do and gets some articles written about her. The first from Daily Mail in 2015. And they are just slow Newsday puff pieces that come out, like meet the woman online who has thousands of followers. And but no literary agent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the, the type of articles I'm talking about, like, oh, can you believe you haven't heard of this lady and she has yeah. thousands of followers? Yeah. From there, she gets more articles, and Bird does start representing her. She mm -hmm. turns in a 103-page book proposal. At first, it was called Schoolgirl, since most of her posts are about her life at school in Cambridge. That sounds gross. Caroline agreed with you. She thought that was too pornographic, so she changed it to, and we were like, uh, Okay. Is that a better title? I mean, at least Caroline agreed with a bitch. <laughs> but I mean, there are still other better choices. But I understand it from where you're, she's coming from. Like you're trying to be quippy. Like I get it. Like that's a that's how you start structure. a story. And we were like, yeah, that's your. That's how you like. Like if you wanted to be stereotypical, and this is my book, um, I would call it what what had happened was. <laughs> <laughs> the book was sold to flat iron and caroline got a half a million dollar deal with a hundred thousand dollar book advance okay talk about when lion works <laughs> so you would think she graduates college she gets a book deal everything would be working out in her favor but when it came to producing the book when the deadline came and went she did not have a book oh she fucked up she said the book that she had promised to the publishers was not the book she wanted to put out there. Girl. <laughs> I hate when people do this. I gotta be true to me and myself and my craft. That's not what you told them, people. That's not what she told them. And this is what she had to say about it. She says, quote, It wasn't long before I realized the boy-obsessed version of myself I planned to, be, to depict as my memoirs Protagonist was not one I would stand behind. I get it. But <laughs> also, you're going to have to pay. So you're going to have to get it too. It's like, I understand it more when those actors say that um, fucking, what's that? Um, I, I do one or two for them so I can do one for me type of situation. Uh huh. You have, there's got to be some sort of push and pull, especially when you went through all this work to get these people on the hook you would think you would give them this this book that now in your mind is kind of a throwaway so that you can make room to do the type of writing that makes sense for you especially since you lied and put your reputation on the line i feel like you should deliver this first book and then step into your moral code and you would think at a time this was at least who she was so maybe that's not who she is anymore but yeah just write the book that's what i'm saying i get you wanted to stay true to yourself but bitch you lied you already <laughs> you already broke the rules it'd be different if she stayed uh 
she stayed to to a certain code the whole way through, but you flipping script too early. <laughs> way too early. So the book deal fell through since there was no book, and Caroline had to pay back the advance, but she didn't have it. Girl, you fucked up. <laughs> she says she used that money for rent and for meals and just gave them <laughs> away to friends. <laughs> This bitch was eating some meal meals. A hundred K. Yeah, rent and restaurants. And I, I, I do feel giving the money away, but a hundred K rent? <laughs> and you knew you couldn't do this book? Oh, that stuff kind of kills me. I mean, it wasn't like there was a deadline and she missed it. And that was it. It was like she missed a deadline. They gave her an extension. She missed it again. And it's like, girl, come on. They was like, girl, you ain't going to write this book. And she was like, girl, you write. <laughs> Caroline was making money off of her Instagram. When you have that many followers, you basically become an ad spot for sponsored content. Yeah, monetize that account. And according to Insider.com, she posted on Instagram. She was thousand for mentions on her stories and... 5,000 for a post, and sometimes even double that. Mm. Which, pulling out of a book deal, it's not that big of a deal. Sure, some fans would be upset, but I don't think anyone would be calling for her to burn just yet. No. Um, in a situation like that, you haven't really burned your fin- your, your fins, your fans or like supporters. You've most mostly done more damage to your reputation in the literary community for her anyway. career yeah yeah that's the people who when you try to come back to them are going to be looking at you sideways so then in december 2018 she announces she is doing a creativity workshop tour the workshop was being touted as a uh, how to build an instagram brand developing ideas and addressing emotional and spiritual dimensions of making art Hashtag girl boss. <laughs> very girl boss vibes. Very, very Rachel Hollis vibes. Yes. That's who kept popping up in my mind while I was researching this. Yeah, this is what these influencers do. Do They just they sell you some shit that is fluff. That they really don't provide any expertise on. They just are telling you a whole bunch of shit that they saw on Instagram themselves. I hate it and I love it. It's just... I just love it so much for some reason. I'm trying to sound all professional. Workshop. Seminar. <laughs> no, bro. I know what the fuck this is. This is a cash grab. We're going to meet in the middle of one of these meet and greet rooms with one of these rolly chairs. And you tell me some <laughs> shit that you saw in a dumb, in a how-to dummies book. Uh-huh. So the tickets are $165 per person. It was supposed to be Boston, Denver, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Atlanta, Chicago, Dallas, Austin, Charlotte, and Washington, D.C. God damn. Yeah, it's a, it like, as as she keeps announcing it, it's more and more are getting added. Mm, tour, tour. The seminar or workshop is four hours long and provides a cooked eggplant salad, which she made herself. Coffee, tea, oat milk, which I think Rude Health Oat Milk sponsored some of the events, or she said they sponsored some of the events. I wasn't too sure about that, if they actually did or not. Okay. 
but she kept putting in her post oat milk and it was like capitalized and it's something people were calling out like why is it capitalized but that's not that big of a deal um also the guests were to get a personalized written message a small care package and learn the secret of her flower crowns which she wore a lot fresh orchard flower crowns which has always been a influencer thing that they love to do yeah that's so funny she was a flower crown girl yeah she she's all the types of girls <laughs> remember, yeah she is and remember when the flower the flower crown was taking over snapchat <laughs> she was everywhere was the like flower crowns make their resurgence and then it goes away and it comes back and goes away mm-hmm and right from the start, a journalist named Kaylee Donaldson was calling these seminars a scam. So for four out, so the four-hour seminar, Caroline would be there for three, only for three. Saying the first hour was for guests to meet each other, and she didn't want to be a distraction. <laughs> okay, I was going to say that's not a scam until you said. That. <laughs> All right, there has to be more evidence, but that is not, that's not scam worthy, but that is kind of, girl, this is your event. What the fuck you mean? I'm trying to mingle with these guests. <laughs> exactly. All right. All right. But okay. Red flag. The tour tickets start selling and she sells out with the first seminar being three weeks away and the refund policy has to be 30 days. A little sketch. Already, yeah, yeah. Especially if they're very tightly scheduled in between. Um, okay, okay. Caroline posts that she is looking for a photographer and a videographer for the event. Two positions that would not be paid. They would also not get the orchid crown or care package because those supplies are expensive. And she sees it as her trading her creative labor as a teacher for their creative labor. All right. Yep. 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 All right. Two flag two. I hate that fucking exposure. Um, paying you and what? What the? What the fuck is? Let me stop. I'm about to give myself an aneurysm. <laughs> this pisses me off. I'm providing the, the the materials, the camera, the angles, my time, uh, and everything, and I don't even. Not only do I not get paid, bitch, I don't even get your trashy-ass swag bags. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Yeah. She did some backlash for this, like, Caroline, pay your workers. And makes another story where it says workers will be paid and she will find the budget, but she is overwhelmed with all the things like fresh orchids, venues, travel expenses, but she will figure it out. Girl, ain't nobody tell you to do this funky-ass tour but you. <laughs> I hate, I'm just so overwhelmed by the idea that I fleshed out, but didn't flesh out completely. And now you guys are telling me I got to find some way to pay these slaves. Fuck. <laughs> Shit. I already tried to get by on that fucking return policy, and now you really want me to put some money down. Damn. <laughs> she posts about her apartment being filled with over a thousand mason jars because she wanted to use them to give everyone a portable DIY wildflower garden. She also claims the workshop will be going to the UK and those dates will be dropping soon. You can't even handle the US. What the <laughs> fuck you talking about? Taking this across. Yeah, it just keeps growing. 
So a day before the workshops will begin, she posts that the seminars that are a week away, she still hasn't booked those venues. But okay. the tickets have already been bought. Okay. Yep, yep. Scam. <laughs> the first seminar starts in New York. Caroline prepares the aid plant for the 45 attendees, and she starts posting, could people bring their own food for the next one? Because cooking that much was hard. You <laughs> got to be shitting me, bro. <laughs> it's like, Caroline, every time you say something, I just be like, ain't nobody told you to do this shit but you. I don't you, think you understand, Katrina. She had to cook it all on her own. She came up with these weird-ass, funky-ass ideas, and then she can't even execute them. And it was, okay, it was already scam-like, in the beginning, but it was verified a scam when you said that she hadn't booked all the venues. Everybody knows if you are doing a real tour, the venues need to be booked. Otherwise, there is no tour. And if you are selling tickets to things that are not booked, you are scamming because you are not. There's nothing verifiable. There is nothing. Bitch, there's nowhere to go. Yeah, the venues need to be booked before the tickets are sold. Yes. And then based off the ticket sales, you can drop things, pick them up, do stuff like that. But if you're not even booking places, you have no intent to finish these things. Can you bring food next time? First of all, a nasty-ass eggplant salad is not even what I want to fucking eat. So I really didn't even want that nasty ass food. But then you saying you can't even cook and I got to bring something and I still have to pay. You still have to pay, which it's supposed to be included in that 165, which that price isn't changing. This is not the Callaway. <laughs> so the first hour of the seminar, the part that Caroline was not there for, people did get their coffee and tea, but not the oat milk. For some reason, the oat milk was missing. When Caroline arrived, she greets everyone with a hug, and the seminar was supposed to start around noon, starts around 12.40. So already it's late. You're a little late. So technically, you ain't there for an hour and a half. Uh-huh. Some change. And it's just Caroline talking about her life. When it's time to learn the secret of her flower crown, it is reported <laughs> that she used the same one orchid flower that was attached to a butterfly clip with each person and said to the person, the secret to the flower crowns, there is no secret. There never was. <laughs> right there. I was ready for her into there and I would have been like, Caroline, shut the fuck up. Like, what? Is, there's like, no secret. Like, <laughs> you're passing around this one flower to everyone to reuse and there's no secret. I just... She's ridiculous, and every and, 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 and yeah, fuck you, bruh. <laughs> why did she in the fuck in the fact that she did this so audaciously? Like, I'm gonna give you secrets. I'm gonna feed you. <laughs> We're she, gonna. She talk. has a vision. She has a vision. We're gonna do literally only kind of one of those things. <laughs> Caroline also didn't have the personalized written messages, but instead said she would take a picture with everyone and have a one-on-one -on -one conversation. 
the care packages were some stickers, a candle, a stick of Palo Santo, a crystal that was later determined to just be a rock, a mason jar, some seeds of wildflowers, and a notebook. Nice little items, which were probably, if we're being generous, that sounds like a twenty dollar value. Store. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like the first the first day of school, like what your teacher gives you. Yeah, boo shit. Like I see the vision she was going for, but one sixty five for some cold eggplant, which is now only going to be for the first event. This twenty dollar care package and some coffee, like girl. Yeah, it was it was it was all bad. So, where is the toss coming from? She's the pseudo celebrity that never finished her book. Oh, <laughs> I also forgot to mention the people had to sit on the floor as there were not enough seating for everyone. How did you forget that? <laughs> How did you forget that? I paid a hundred and sixty something dollars. To sit my big ass on the goddamn floor and hold a flower that you didn't even turn into a crown <laughs> for some dollar store trinkets for some nasty ass, flimsy ass, floppity ass eggplant salad. Bitch, <sighs> I would have had a chunk of Caroline's hair before we <laughs> left. That's our one on one conversation, bitch. I gotta, you gotta give your pound of flesh, bitch. I gotta fight you. So already the press about it is bad, and she says, if you're coming to this event for the salad and expecting a corporate level of event planning, I will refund you, because honestly, I just want you to be happy. I'm just one human being, learning and trying her best, and if you haven't understood that by now, where have you been? I hope everybody got refunds at that moment. I hope that shit. I hope she went from... Almost sold out to uh, Caroline, bitch. We're getting, we're getting refunds by the dozens. <laughs> then she runs a poll talking about how everyone was saying that Birkenloff was the perfect space for the workshop and, and would people in Boston and Philly who already bought the tickets want to come there instead of her traveling? The two options were, this is our spot and fuck yes. She then posts another story and says, Jesus Christ, the response to the poll and this loft has been overwhelming. Keep in mind, that's the only <laughs> answer is yes. And they both mean the same thing is keep the spot. So her uh -huh. fans are reaching out. Her fans are reaching out saying, please don't move it to New York to New York. We can't travel there. Then she makes up another story saying she is listening to her staff and she has to cancel some dates and move some to New York. The kicker is she's blaming it on her staff, but the previous day she announced on her story that she had hired the staff that day. <laughs> the funny thing is, I was going to say, bitch, you don't even pay your staff. Look at what they're talking about. How do they have any, uh, a nickel in this quarter? Yeah, so how is oh, the staff Lord. just hired? Like, they haven't even had orientation of what's going on. It's like... She don't give a fuck about nobody. <laughs> please, Caroline, don't move it to New York, please. I hear you guys. So we're moving to New York. <laughs> I, I even saw there there was like Caroline fan groups in Chicago and Denver's and two I saw where it was like 
don't move, please. And guys, can we help her find a venue? Can does anyone have any resources? Like, you know, them trying to do the work just so she could come. Exactly. This bum bitch got her fans actually freaking out so bad because they don't want to lose their fucking 160 <laughs> investment that they are like, God damn, I gotta get this bitch in here. Let me try to see if my cousin can still get that space. <laughs> Because she's so fucking raggedy that she didn't even do half of the work needed to be done to even try to construct a tour. Like, she didn't even do basic things. No. She literally just announced a tour, announced some some modules that she can talk about during this seminar, and just sold tickets so she could just pocket this money. She did not think that she was going to have to put in any work. No, I crazy. I think she's believing her own hype and her Instagram posts that everyone wants to live her life. Everyone wants to be around her. And it's like, uh, like you got to put in a little bit of work. I mean, you got to do, you can't say that without like showing us. I, 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 I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> she just has so much audacity. So she does end up doing a couple more workshops, which are worse than the first. And people are calling her a one-woman fire festival. Mm. Fire Fester documentaries were popular at the time. And she cancels the rest of the tour dates, and people get a refund. Yeah, bitch. She was on that bullshit. Caroline is being called a scammer, and she kind of embraces the title. She puts it in her bio and used it uses it as a joke. She also comes out with merch that has it on there. And in January 2019, she has merch that says, Stop hate following me, Kaylee. Kaylee being the journalist who first was tweeting about her. Girl, I hate following anybody, especially an <laughs> annoying scamming bitch. Caroline says she never sold any of the merch and it was pulled. Kaylee says it was not pulled and Caroline is lying and using her name to harass and bully her. For at least six months that I saw it was listed for sale. I don't know how long and if she sold any. Then in September of 2019, Caroline makes a post saying that one of the two people she has hurt most in her life is coming out with an article about her on the cut. And she is sure it will be wonderful because everything Natalie the friend writes is brilliant. Paraphrasing, of course, because Caroline makes super long posts. <laughs> but it's funny that she says one of the two people, like, who is the other person you hurt in life, Caroline? Like, why would I? It just, it's weird. Like, why phrase it that way? Because she's just so self centered. She just, she just be talking. She just and be then expressing she, herself. <laughs> she keeps posting about it day after day, saying, Where's the article at? Why hasn't the cut released it? What's going on? Just release it. Like, she's giving it so much buzz. It's like, why? Because she's boring and her buzz has faded out. So it gets to a point where, yeah, you don't want bad press when you're trying to uh, generate positive press. But when you're getting no press, you need something. So she's figuring shit. I got to milk this for all it's worth and have eyes on it so people can be talking about me. Why the fuck ain't they talking about me? Where is that? Shit, y'all should be talking about me. I could have swore y'all were going to talk about me. That's what she's on. 
Well, the article does come out by the end of the week. And Natalie Beach writes that in the early days, she was Caroline's friend. And Caroline was addicted to Adderall and that she had bought tens of thousands of her followers on Instagram. And those long posts were either written or edited by Natalie. And she was the one taking some of the photos of Caroline. Natalie claimed she wrote a quarter of the manuscript. Caroline hated it and threatened suicide if Natalie wrote any more of it. Caroline would later say she wasn't suicidal because she hated the writing, but because of her addiction and because she sold a memoir she couldn't write. So the only thing she had going for her was being this influencer with a massive following. And it turned out all to be a lie. She's not the one writing those captions and she bought her followers. Hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, in all points, <laughs> I mean, it all points to her having like this brilliant plan to become this content creator, this influencer. I mean, at seventeen, she decided to change her name for it to be more palatable, and then she starts doing all this Instagram stuff because she wants to be popular. She wants to get on that wave, so of course, she decided to buy them. I mean, if she's lying and scamming people, are we not thinking that she didn't have a little bit of that in her beginning? People yeah. just all of a sudden in the middle of their career just start scamming, lying, and uh, doing half truths and uh, falling out with people. It's there. There's always been signs at the beginning. We just didn't pay attention. You don't know but, of them, yeah. Yeah, if it's she would have drove there. herself to like actually have some motivation. And you know, put put a little effort in. She could have been f- successful from the jump. I mean, it was there. If if you're already changing your name and you're already carving out this uh, this um, specific aesthetic for your life and your life on social media, you know what you want. But then she got lazy and started coasting and thinking that her looks and her popularity was just going to drive. Uh, up and just never stop. She just thought she could just coast, but nah, girl, you had you you should still should have had some of that um, drive from seventeen years old. Maybe you wouldn't have ended up like this, or Her, if you would have gave Natalie some credit, maybe she wouldn't have flipped on your ass like this. That too. That um, article from the cut is like it goes into detail about some personal things between her and Caroline, and it's a very interesting read just about how. She describes Caroline as a bad friend and stuff. But it's interesting because Bird, her agent, no longer her agent, but at a time her agent, said that, which I think it's true, that Caroline wanted to be an author without actually being an author. Like, she wanted the, the praise of it and the idea of being an author. Yeah. I mean, she... She fought for Bird to be her literary agent. She got that. She got the deal, the advance, and proceeded to do nothing with it, but decided to spin the advance, knowing that she wasn't going to do anything with it. Like, she wasn't going to come through on on writing that book, but she decided that, you know, I'm still going to spend the money. I'm still going to relish in the announcements and the celebration. It seems like every time she gets the ball, she drops the ball. 
Yeah, I mean, literally, this bitch can't take a uh, can't make a shot to save her life. So, in December 2019, Caroline Calloway announces her memoir titled "Scammer" will be coming out spring 2020. For real, I don't like that. And Some July. people, I like when they try to, like, reclaim a title, but fuck that bitch, you really a scammer. <laughs> and I don't appreciate you trying to come back with it. <laughs> In July 2020, Caroline said the book is still coming and will ship August 31st, 2020. Oh, no. It never came out. The memoir did not ship and now has no <laughs> release date, but it's still available for pre-order. And this is what it says. <clears throat> It she says, is a scammer. <laughs> it says, don't want it, don't buy it. Cool, great, thanks, bye. If you'd like to receive a refund or to update your current shipping address, please email me. The art will be ready when it's ready. Ooh, she said, can I get y'all bitches one more time? And some people probably fell for it. Yeah. Not pre-ordering a book that has never came out and it was called scammer never mind i like that <laughs> that's why like she's telling you it's a fucking scam and she scammed your ass it's like <laughs> you kind of deserve it yeah she's still a piece of shit though uh-huh. but yeah don't if you <laughs> if you is still following this girl what the fuck is your problem <laughs> She told you what it is. She told you who she is. <laughs> when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. <laughs> That's what the great Maya Angelou said. And she was able to write her book. It's, I mean, she, uh, Maya has put out, well, uh-huh. she put out a lot of books, and old girl <laughs> has not even tried. I was listening to the Forbidden Fruits podcast that has host Julia Fox, you know. Uncut Jams. Oh, fuck. I hate her. Oh, I, I actually like her. <laughs> I don't hate her. That is a strong word to say, but I can't stand. Whenever I see her on something, I'm scrolling. Oh, really? I and can't stand her. So it's her and Nikki Takesh, and I'm not too familiar with who she is. And that was released in April 8, 2022. And Caroline was on there saying the book might be three to six years until it's finished maybe more <clears throat> bitch because first of all you can't write you don't write you will never write it's never going to be written you're trying to live some life to put something in that boring ass book that you're trying to write and i highly suggest listening to that podcast uh, it's just it's hilarious to me but why because you get to literally watch and listen to somebody actively think of lies Yes, and just how it's it's kind of funny. Like the two Julia Fox is funny on there, and so is Nikki. And I don't know. It just kind of seems like they are handling her with kid gloves, and she's still like fucking up. That's she's, even worse. They're they're playing softball with her and not even asking the hard questions, and you still just can't be real. Yeah. Um, Caroline's like, I want my book to be taught in schools. <laughs> Which, okay, Caroline. <laughs> and, <laughs> I think it's Nikki. I don't know. The voice is sometimes confusing, but they're like, okay, why don't you just write this book and then write, like, you know, the best masterpiece ever. And Caroline's like, no, no, I just, it's in work. It's in progress. And 
she also says she has a movie deal in the works, which at this point, I'm not too sure if we can believe her. I was about to say, I believe it when I see it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I can't believe anything that you say. I hate delusions of gr- <laughs> grandeur. I want my, my book to be taught in schools. Yeah, to avoid scam bitches like you. She is so delusional, yes. It's hilarious. And, and, and it's 2023, and you were saying in 2022, it's still three to six years under construction, but you announced it in 2020. Maybe more. Oh my gosh, she is a she is a piece of work. She got to go away. You better turn. You you better go back to Caroline Gauschkisch. <laughs> I forgot her last name, her her actual last name. In 2020, Caroline joined OnlyFans, charging $50 for a subscription. And she, she was finally able to pay back the advance for the first book that didn't happen. Everybody pays for titties. <laughs> Caroline claims that she had planned to enter the adult entertainment industry with Playboy. Playboy has denied working with Caroline or having any plans to work with her. So. <laughs> okay, this bitch is still lying and she can't stop lying. In May 2021, I think it was an Instagram live, Caroline does an interview with Z-Way. And you know Z-Way, right? Yes, I have to find this. <laughs> so she is great and hilarious and Z-Way, and she's going to say, she's going to get you to say some things that you don't mean. And most of the time, people are in on the joke. Mm-hmm. And I think Caroline went on there trying to be in on the joke, trying to come off as witty and, like, woke. Oh, my gosh. I'm but, looking it up as we speak. But Z-Way did Caroline to say her family probably owned slaves. And when asked uh. if she's a proud racist, Caroline says... I will say that I am a racist and very ashamed of it. And anyone who says they're not racist is lying to themselves and others. Whoa. What girl? What, what, hold up, girl. I, girl. I think. Girl, what you doing, girl? I think she wanted to acknowledge it, acknowledge that no. she had biases like we all do. If you do not know how to articulate yourself <laughs> you need to go back to your baseline honey which is lying and just say no i am not racist uh-huh. i don't see color that dumb bullshit say yeah, say, anything. I don't see color. say anything but what you said but just to say you are a racist girl am, what are in, we doing in front of a black woman who's interviewing you i am a racist and a lot of people are racist. In fact, people tell you that they're not a racist. They're a fucking lying racist. It's very cringe because I'm like, oh my God, stop, stop, stop. There it is. Oh, yep. It is a lie. And I am putting it on my <laughs> save to watch later. I highly re- recommend it, yeah. Towards the, that, oh. towards the end, Caroline asked Z-Ray if she could say something nice. And Z-Ray asked about you. And Caroline says, about what just happened, because my, I think my manager is very mad. And Z-Ray says, 
Okay, your manager shouldn't be mad. I don't know what to tell them. I have managers and agents as well, and I love them. I love my team. I don't know what to tell them. You pay them. I don't know. And Z-Way laughs, and then Caroline leaves, and the live ends. Great for Z-Way, bad for Caroline. Oh, my gosh. <gasps> By the way, looking up Caroline Calloway and seeing her face... She looks exactly like a woman who has been doing exactly what she's been doing. <laughs> she just has <laughs> that typical I be lying face. <laughs> In July 2021, Caroline sells a face oil called snake oil. Because she's a snake ass bitch and it's fake. Yes. A snake oil salesman. Snake oil being the name usually given to a scam. Caroline says the oil can fix cell damage in the face and makes you look younger. It can be used on the face, body, cuticles, split ends, and adding to a hot bath to feel like an Egyptian princess. And Bitch, you for- white. What the fuck you know what an Egyptian <laughs> princess feel like? Why did you even say that, racist-ass woman? <laughs> For $75, you can get a one-ounce bottle. Oh, my gosh. Do you know how little is a fucking ounce? <laughs> it's very small. That's nothing. Are you supposed to use this on your face? Uh-huh. What the fuck? You got a size, the face size of a of a thimble? The main ingredient is grapeseed oil, and the other is just, like, fragrances, which you can normally get a four ounce bottle of grapeseed oil for $3. Go down to the beauty shop and get some grapeseed oil right now. When she is showing off the snake oil, people can see cat hair in the oil. (laughs) (laughs) How the fuck did they, how they catch cat, how did she catch cat hair in there? On the Forbidden Foods podcast, she says she has a cat and she was making it. So what do you expect? You're right, Caroline. Actually, you are right. What the fuck did we expect? Some bullshit. And that's what we got. The people buying this that I saw are mostly former fans or people wanting to call her out more of, I bought this so you don't have to type of thing. Yeah, I get that, but we also have to just stop doing that. When somebody uh-huh. is certifiably just um, a scammer, like she is, honestly, and just uh, continuously lying and pushing things and uh, not telling the truth to her fans and unfinished projects and uh, unfulfilled promises, sometimes you just have to stop altogether. It's not, um, you don't need to review the stuff so other people don't buy it or have it. You just need to stop supporting them altogether. People do not see positive, when people like Caroline do not see the difference in uh, like somebody watching them for pleasure and hate watching. They're grouping that all together as engagement. And it's positive to them because she keeps coming out with shit for you guys to push and use that are not even a part of her brand. This bitch came out as a writer, uh, an influencer on her life and stuff. And now she's turning into a chef and she's <laughs> turning into 
culture and all this other shit that she is not an expert on. And you guys are eating it up because you want to call her a fraud. But she has proven she's a fraud. There's no need to keep uh, putting yourself in debt as well as keep giving her attention. The bitch is fraudulent. Leave her in the dust. Yeah, because either way, she's getting money. It doesn't matter if you're buying it ironically or not. Yes. So, <laughs> cat hair, bitch. <laughs> some people never got their orders, got refunds. Some people got double orders. But Caroline says she stopped doing it because she doesn't want to have a beauty line. But she still makes it for herself and friends. Fuck out of here, Caroline. <laughs> and. You stop making it because, bitch, you, you you made the what you needed to, and you got tired of that shit. So you were just thinking of another scam to jump on. What's she making? Personalized calendars? Don't look at that yet. Why did you send that to me? That scared don't, the shit don't out look at of it me. Yet. Don't look at it yet. I'll tell you when. Okay. Okay. Oh no. <laughs> May of 2022, Caroline is sued for not paying rent for a year. Nah, that 100K will be coming in mighty <laughs> good right now to kick some of that rent down. And I just want to know, how the hell do you go a whole year not paying rent and not get evicted? Like, how does Privilege. that happen? Wish and I wish the fuck I would. <laughs> she is sued for $40,844.56. The landlord also wants to sue for damages and... Damage is done to the apartment, and the apartment is trashed, and there are photos, and one of those I just sent you. If oh, you my God, there's grapeseed oil fucking <laughs> everywhere. Oh, no, I'm kind of scared. <coughs> All right, I'm going to Jose's name and clicking. Oh, this is. Oh, no. This bitch is trifling. <laughs> Why are you living like this, Caroline? So it's black. I don't know what it looks like. It's like soot or something covering the floor in the fridge. Like she started a fire in this bitch and just left. <laughs> yeah. Um, the cabinets are badly half painted. The microwave is painted over. Why? As well. <laughs> and it's just all damaged. When asked about not paying rent on the Forbidden Fruits podcast... She doesn't really give an answer. She just says she didn't pay. And about the damage... It looks like a... Hold on. It looks like a gas stove. That's how I know this bitch is unhinged. It looks like she has a gas stove. She has paper towels hanging up. And then she just has paper towels on a burner. Oh, in that stove? I didn't send you that picture, but it's just filled with books. That bitch is not safe. She's not... She's, she's, she's not even safe by herself. About, no. the, about the damage, Julia and Nikki are really going easy on her and kind of give her the idea of, you were moving out, you must have had parties. And she's like, yeah. Oh, it's, that's that thing where you, somebody uh, tries to feed you like a storyline, an excuse like, bitch, this is a lifeline, jump on it. Uh-huh. Is this how this happened? Instead of something way more accurate, but far more embarrassing. Yeah, so the only thing that Nikki really goes hard on her is the bad paint job. And Caroline is like, it's my home. That's how I wanted it. Why do you care? It's my it's my microwave. Why do you care? Girl, you <laughs> did that shit. Un 
under some sort of influence. Not only is the microwave cruelly painted over to the point where you couldn't even use that bitch if you wanted to, she painted over the vents. Yeah, and it's what just, are you doing? It's just not done. It's and that's what Nikki was asking her. She's like, as Nick, these are Nikki's words. She's she's like, as someone who is psychotic sometimes and lives like a hoarder in a trap house, like was it just something you started and like didn't finish what's happening? And she's just like, why do you care? Why do you care? It's just what I want to do. It's my apartment. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> mm. And Caroline has recently been selling tarot cards. I think mm. they're called tarot cards that come with a sticker and a message. She writes, people seem to be getting them. Some have not yet, but it's a new year thing, so we are still pretty early in the year. It was um, guaranteed to come on the new year, but some people are just like receiving them now. As for her relevancy, she seems to be popular as I hate you so much and I'm going to catch you in your lies. The podcast Endless Thread released an episode called Anti-Fans, Online Hate, and Caroline Calloway where they use Caroline as an example of celebs that receive a lot of hate online and why people like to do it. Why I don't agree with everything they said on there, 100%. It is interesting. But it's like the tarot cards, the snake oil. Um, people bought those, like I said, as ironically, as a joke, as to get scammed. Mm-hmm. The the only people that are tweeting about her or talking about her are people that are talking about her negatively. Like, no one is saying, I love Caroline Calloway. And these are the people that are supporting her financially by keeping her relevant. She has she has now deleted her posts on Instagram and her TikTok has zero videos. Her Twitter is mostly just retweets. I see she popped up on a podcast here and there, but the, for the most part, she's just not mainstream. With other celebrities, they have some form of work that people could say they did blah, 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 bad, but look at this great song or movie or book or something. Mm-hmm. But Caroline doesn't have that. She just has her Instagram posts, and those are no longer there, and some weren't written by her. She had a vision board that doesn't seem to have worked out in her favor. It's... <laughs> It's like, what is Caroline doing besides scamming people? Yeah, I don't, I mean, she, it seems like either she doesn't really have an identity or she keeps a very, she keeps all her cards close to her chest so therefore she can um, scam people with no guilt. Because yeah, you don't know the real her. You don't really know what she's about at all. Um, all you know is that she's about the money and um uh, the scam that's the all you really know about her <laughs> but yeah it's just everything i see about her it's just people hate talking her just trashing her and it's like guys you are the reason <laughs> like she knows people hate her she's like mm -hmm. like she's she said like, she doesn't care it. yeah um but i highly recommend the forbidden fruits podcast it was just such a chaotic thing. The Z-Way one, it was just... That one was good, too, if if you like cringe, I guess. Yeah, sometimes I, I am scared of cringing. 
my face off, but I feel like I have to watch a little bit of it. Yeah. At least to the part where she's talking about actually being a racist. Yeah. I have to at least get to that part. There's more in there where um it's it's just stupid. It's stupid all around. But I do I don't know, I kind of I kind of love her. I think she's entertaining. I think she's funny, uh, unintentionally so. But uh-huh. I, I, I do not, I do not like her as a person. <laughs> I do not support her, and it seems like she's not. She hasn't turned a corner of actually learning um, how like disgusting and stupid and just rude and disrespectful what she's doing is. Like you have a platform. You were given a platform. You have supporters. And you just kept um, jerking people off with these these scams, like the tour, these products that you don't really make or you are half-ass making, but charging a lot of money for for products that uh, can be easily gotten for a third of the price. Just a lot of stuff, and you're trying to fall into the the. Um, reputation you have carved out for yourself but it just looks ugly and not like you're trying to get on get in on the joke it, it seems like you're trying to make people a joke by taking their money with whatever and, new idea you can come up with and nothing is well planned out like you can forgive her for maybe one or like you can forgive her i guess for one of these, but it's like, girl, learn your lesson. You have been giving such opportunities mm-hmm. that you're you're wasting it. Like at a time, you could have been like a huge influencer, and now it's just like, I I wouldn't think any brand want, would want to be associated with her. Nah, maybe some of these right wing uh, brands. She could <laughs> definitely talk her way into one of those. Um, brand deal draws, but uh-huh. no, nothing mainstream and nothing that would generate a, a good chunk of money. It would it'd be a whole bunch of small shit. Yeah, it's. I don't know. She's, she's just so weird to me. I but agree, weird that- ass. <laughs> Have you heard of any of this? Like, did any of this, like, pop up in your radar ever before? No, I have never heard of this woman not one day in my life. Like, I'm actually really surprised with some of these antics because I've heard of all types of influencers that I've never followed or seen before a day in my life. And their names at least sound familiar, like other ones we've talked about. But I have never... At least not right now. Can think about hearing about Car- Caroline Calloway ever before today. And I've heard about her, but I've never like put the name and the scandal together. Like I remember hearing about the flower crown thing when it happened, mm. and I believe I heard about the snake oil. Like this, uh, that was it though. Like it's just like a blip I heard, and it didn't like stick with me. But yeah, no, oh man, that is our Caroline Calloway episode. I felt like we needed a light one this time. Oh my gosh, Ron Jeremy, <laughs> I I don't think I ever will listen to that one, but that pissed me off too. Yeah, I hate that man. We didn't give yeah. an update, but he has been determined to be 
incompetent to stand trial. Mm-hmm. And we do like to end every episode on a positive note with some form of media. We want to talk, recommend, discuss, shit on. Would you like to go first? Should I go first? Uh, I'll go I'll go first. I'll make it quick. Go quick. Go slow. Go fast. Oh, you nasty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, I was on Twitter uh, probably a couple weeks ago. And there, you know, every once in a while, there's like a viral tweet that everybody wants to give their answers to or whatever, whatever. And so I think last week, uh, one of the tweets were uh, name a uh, the perfect pop song by an artist or whatever, blah, blah, blah. You know, there was a lot of suggestions that I agreed with, some I did not. But one came across that I was like, oh, shit, I think I would agree with this. And and even though I agree with this, I don't know if I still, I don't know if I 100% agree that it's a pop song, but it, it's a perfect song to me, uh, which is Sweet Dreams by Beyonce. the only reason why I mentioned that is because, like I said, I think Sweet Dreams was on... Sasha Fierce, and I still maintain to this day I wasn't an official full blood beehive member until four. So uh, when I heard Sweet Dreams, like she came out with like a whole bunch. She had Single Ladies, Ego, Sweet Dreams, Diva. Like she 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 killed it. Video phone, but Sweet Dreams caught me off guard because the video was amazing, as so was the song, and um. My little sister at the time was only a couple years old and one of the few artists that she would sit down and listen to and be enamored with was Beyonce and it was specifically the Sweet Dreams video. That was one of them. I think she likes single ladies too, but put those songs on and she'd be on that computer and she'd be quiet because this bitch was not satisfied as a child. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Sweet Dreams is a great song. I love Beyonce. Um, I think it's one of the songs that uh, I don't think she would do anymore. I think she's passed her era on songs like that. It's the shit. I love Sweet Dreams. I don't know. They don't really come on YouTube anymore like they used to. But I remember back in those days, it was always like the Illuminati of like what Beyonce trying to tell us in her videos and that was one that like always got videos of, really yeah sweet dreams I remember there's like so many interpretations of that and I never believed that crap and I just I always found it funny like to watch this like damn these people can twist anything oh yeah the lot of the Illuminati stuff was very much heavier back in the day about them uh-huh. I would just be like who the fuck cares also, you seeing all this Illuminati messaging, does that not mean you're not in the Illuminati too? How you know this shit? <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's like every sing- everything is an Illuminati symbol to them. Mm-hmm. Them doing the, the, uh, the, uh, their hands, what is it? The rock, the, the. It's, yeah, the triangle, the rock, the rock nation. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, you know what the fuck that means. <laughs> Covering an eye as Illuminati. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she used to do that a lot too. I mean, Mm-mm-mm. yeah, okay, symbols, Illuminati, everything's Illuminati. And every number is Illuminati. It's like, damn, y'all can't claim every single number. 
Oh, the, if if it's a number that somebody they accuse of being an Illuminati is holding up, they'll make it stick. Uh huh. <laughs> they said, "Bitch, oh, she's a th- it's a two. It's a, yep, all those count." <laughs> <laughs> but I remember it'd be like it always. They would have the one on regular plane, and then the one reverse is like, "You see what this means?" It's like, "Shut the fuck up!" Oh my gosh, you, the reverse videos on YouTube as a whole. Praise Satan. <laughs> you just, just putting some sort of bullshit on the loop in a some track. I think there was one that it, I believe it was the girls who run the world. And the mm-hmm. one in reverse, for some reason, that one, it just it sounded cool. It was like I would play just to listen to it. Yeah. Oh, speaking <laughs> of, that was a that song took years for me to like. When girls came out, I was like everybody else, even though, yes, I know that was on four. <laughs> but when everybody else was hating on girls, I was hating on girls for a while, too. Really? You know what swayed my opinion? The live performance? Hundred percent. Uh-huh. I watched that Millennium performance. A, I watched, okay, there's two to three Beyonce perform, four Beyonce performances I watch um, yearly. It's that one on the Billboard Awards. It's the Stevie Wonder tribute. It's her um, Deja Vu uh, Jay-Z BT Award one. And you can uh, sometimes say the Cater to You, or I'll switch it out with the Through With Love tour. I love the Through With Love one. That's a good one, yeah. That's why I said the, the, the fourth one can be rotated out. But yeah. She's a you great know performer. What my live ones have to be now that we're talking about it. Yeah, what are they? The Freedom one. I think it was the BET Awards. <gasps> I love that one. Damn, that was a good one. Anytime she does Grown Woman or End of Time, I just love those dances. Yes. And then, of course, the, the Coachella one and the Super Bowl one. Damn. I feel like I didn't name the Coachella one because that whole thing has to be counted. But yeah, those are Coachella one and the, um, what was the last one you said? Um, Super Bowl. Super Bowl is a good one too. You And you know the other one I was thinking of because you introduced me to it. The Glastonbury one. Oh yeah. I, with Beyonce, she's one of the art, one of the very few artists. Like I think a lot of artists are good live, but she's one that I prefer to watch her live performances more than her regular ones. Her regular songs. Like, I, I, I like her live versions better. I, I would say yes and no. I would say when she has a live performance that's great, it will supersede all other, like, versions I will listen to. Oh, like, Resentment. I forgot about Resentment. How can I forget about Resentment? Oh, my gosh. For 10, 20, 30 uh-huh. <laughs> Every time she got to change it. That one makes me so upset. I can't listen to it the same. I just, I love all hers. Like, I I more keep coming to my mind. Just the, the diva one, which is like, lights! Somebody's <laughs> getting fired. Like, you have to watch that one. Yes, that's <laughs> a good one. Or the one where she fought, she failed, and she told y'all motherfuckers not to put that shit on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> if, if Beyonce says... Sing it, y'all. You know, it, it's got to be good. <laughs> <laughs> I also love the Ring the Alarm, You Ought to Know one. 
Oh my gosh. No, it was you. If if I were a boy, you oh. know. Oh, how did I not name that? If I had a top five, that would be the fifth one. I watched that Grammy performance all the time, especially how at one point where she's doing her uh, floor routine and the hairography, she's intentionally making sure she's by that fucking fan. I love it. I saw a clip on TikTok and it was Adele and she said one thing I learned from Beyonce's fans in the stage. She don't play about her fucking fans. Uh-huh. So I I just love that. I, I also love watching the behind the scenes of Beyonce talking about her tours or like talking about her performances. Mm-hmm. Would she get uh, people in line? Yes, I love that. I also use the her quote all the time where she's like, my dad taught me that... Um, being polite and business do not match. You can be fair, but at a point, if you're too polite, it's you know not fair enough to to yourself. Mm-hmm. And I say that word too, and I, I act like I came up with the crumb. Like my dad told me. <laughs> <laughs> not to be, of course, you act like you're Beyonce. Of course, Beyonce always. Uh, uh, oh, speaking of, before we to end this tangent, because I know we did put this in. Sorry. Um, did have you seen the viral clip of uh Destiny Child's performance? And <laughs> she's like, Go Beyonce, Beyonce, <laughs> like she's just saying her name, she's just ad libbing her name. Oh, uh, was it the say my name? Yes, uh-huh. say oh, okay. This tangent's not over because I love that that freaking one where they're harmonizing. And then Callie comes in and it sounds like a fucking choir just joins. Who's you know Kelly? The... Kelly? Oh, Kelly. Bitch, I could not hear. <laughs> I no. just love I gotta send you that clip. It's you know, Beyonce yeah. starts it, the Michelle joins in, and then Kelly's at the end. And once she joins, it's it's one of the things where I'm like blown away by Kelly's voice. Okay. Yeah, I gotta see that one. I love that iconic Destiny's Child performance at 106 and Park where they're all walking and then <laughs> Michelle just drops out. Have you seen Michelle talk about that on that one interview? It went viral and yes. she's like, everybody's falling. Why is, why is everyone talking about me? It was just something about the way that she fell. It was like, oh, look at the three. Nope. And it's also that they didn't stop. <laughs> They didn't stop. It's the fact that I think not Beyonce, but Kelly does do a look away like, oh, <laughs> hey, girl. <laughs> but then they just keep going. Ugh. And the fact that it was Lose My Breath, which is one of my favorite Destiny Child songs. All good. All very good. It's those are, yeah, I, I just love those performances. I love Destiny's Child. Did you hear On the Run is on Peacock? Ooh, I think I did hear that. Yeah, like I, I will, saw that somewhere. I had to add it to my list because I'm definitely gonna watch it. All right, yeah, I probably will too. I always, I always watch. What was the one? Life is but a dream. You know, with you, I still have. I've only watched it once, and that's because I had to bootleg watch it when it came out. Because that came out when we were in college. I had to find whatever website I did, because I did not have HBO at that time, to watch it. And I only got to watch it once. 
But I was so happy because that's the one where she shows off Blue Ivy. I was like, oh, bitch. It's, yeah, it's a very nice to see on the inside. And But that's enough about Beyonce, even though we could go on forever, I feel like. I know. I feel bad that we went on that long. <laughs> I don't. If, I do love Beyonce, though. Uh-huh. If you're not a Beyonce fan, like, what's wrong with you? Are you? I, no, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> what were you about to say? I was going to say the Nikki line. Oh. <laughs> I am always one to say that Beyonce is underrated. People always say she's overrated, but I think she's underrated because she's like shadowed by her own stardom. Yeah. Most of the time when people say they don't like Beyonce, what they mean is that they don't like the fandom. The fans. How much that people like her, but they can't deny her talent. <clears throat> yeah. That's one I... thing you can't do is say that she can't sing. That's like you saying that your ears don't work, which don't have shame in that. If your ears don't work, if they just don't work. But don't be sitting there saying that Beyonce can't sing. Yeah, that never makes sense to me at all. I guess it's time for my media, even though that kind of was mine too. <laughs> yeah, what is, <laughs> what's your actual media? <laughs> I felt like I had one in mind, and I can't think. I can't think of it. Please, sir. Okay. Try. Try, try, try. I want to do music, but honestly, all I've been listening to since like November is Taylor Swift. Yeah, and I'm ashamed at you. No, I'm I hide bring, that. That's my 2023 goal is to bring you into the into I the fandom. I told you, Taylor got five good songs. Okay, me. but you know, you know, old Taylor can't come to the phone. Okay, Wildest Dreams is still kind of new Taylor. And so there you go. I'm in there. I just think if you if you listen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, you know what? Mine's gonna be short and sweet. Mine is a poem, and the poem is called The Two-Headed Calf. Okay. And I'm just gonna read it because it's very short. So it's by Laura Giplin. I think that's how you pronounce her name. And it is the two-headed calf. Tomorrow, when the farm boys find this freak of nature, they will wrap his body in newspaper and carry him to the museum. But tonight he is alive and in the Northfield with his mother. It is a perfect summer evening. The moon is rising over the orchard, the wind in the grass, and he stares in the sky. There are twice as many stars as usual. Thank you. You're welcome. Does that poem mean anything to you? Yes, I have a lot of cows in my life. <laughs> okay. I'm talking about tons of heifers. I don't take it as the cow. I find it as, it says, tomorrow when the farm boy finds this freak of nature, they wrap his body in newspaper and carry him to the museum. So obviously, they're going to kill him and take him to the museum. But yeah. right now, he's in the field with his mother looking at the stars and he has two heads. So there's twice as many. And I think it's for me, it's like right now it's just a beautiful moment and we're just going to live at this moment. Yeah. Before the absolute terror and separation and horror happens in the morning. Yeah. But yeah. in this moment, everything's great. That's all we I, have. I haven't been separated from my mother yet. No. And I, I mean, every life killed for something that I can't control. What every is life? This? Talking about death. society? 
That's I don't true. Know. Like no life technically has a happy ending if you think of it that way. Well, and in that way, yeah, but some lives do have happy endings. Or do they? Do they? Or do they? I don't know. I just think it's a very beautiful poem. When I first saw it, I saw it on Twitter and I was like, it took the breath out of me. I was like, <gasps> just like that. Sometimes you're a lot, sometimes you can be uh, deeper than me as well as uh, more introspective. So I definitely agree that you see something that I cannot see right now. I, I, I want you to sit with it. Sit with it. Maybe I need to read it myself. Maybe you need to go in the field, lay in the grass, and look up in the stars. No, I don't do that no more. Maybe that's the back problem. in the day. Back in the day, like in camp, day camp, summer camp, whatever the fuck it was, we used to go to this park. I can't name it. I mean, I could name it, but I feel like I shouldn't. And he's on this big ass hill, and we used to roll down it without a care in the world every day and then one day my childhood was broken when i learned that in that grass we used to roll down was filled with dirt insects and shit and i just never was carefree in the grass and nature ever again that is true i remember we used to go to like the soccer field or something at night and it was probably when i was like 15 16 maybe younger and, you know, I'd be drinking, like, a Mike's Hard Wine Cooler. And <laughs> they'd be smoking. love your coolers. <laughs> they'd be smoking, but back then I didn't smoke. And it was, like, before I started smoking, I think. And just, like, laying in the grass, looking like at the stars. And the world is kind of spinning a little. And it's a nice summer breeze. And the Kings of Leon is playing. Mm-hmm. And then that small ass ant crawls in your shell of your ear. Oh, shit. No, it didn't happen then. But then you get home and then like your parents yell at you and be like, where were you? But you know, in that moment, it was like so perfect. (laughs) (laughs) But that's our episode, guys. Um, If you want to tell us your favorite Beyonce song or performance or your favorite poem, please reach out to us at saveyourstory at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can get our Twitter at Save Your Sorry. The your is spelled U R. You can mm-hmm. get our Instagram. It's spelled just like the podcast, Save Your Sorry. Mm-hmm. Please rate us five stars. Please leave us a review. Um, please don't scam people. Yeah. Don't do it. Uh, yeah. With that being said, uh, the Save Your Sorry uh, workshop seminar, tell you about your life, motherfuckers, is coming in three weeks uh there is no return policy and it will be virtual the tickets are three thousand dollars and if you pay a little bit more my autobiography return of the fallen leaves i will sign a very extra crunchy leaf just for you (laughs) That's not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Thank you so much, guys. It's been wonderful. Bye-bye.